Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Man, it's just such a prophetic atmosphere. Like anything could happen. If, if you need restoration in your family, big or small, Maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's with your parents, maybe it's a kid, a brother, an uncle. Um, I just want you to lift your hands because God's really been speaking to me about how this is the year that God's gonna really restore some families. Because there's some things that the devil's stolen from people through 2020 and everything that's happened. And, and, and God's heart is not to leave you that way. Um, God's, God's whole design is redemption and restoration. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. God, I thank you that you are the God of the miraculous. God, you know every story, you know every betrayal, you know every heartache, every rejection. You know every childhood trauma, you know every divorce, you know every kid that's away from you. You know every addiction, you know every political disagreement. And God, right now we lay it at your feet. And God, I thank you that this is the year of, prof of, of family restoration. God, I thank you that you are in the business of miracles. God, I thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, that you are not old news. You are not out of date. God, that faith wasn't for last year. God, that faith is for today. And God, I thank you even, even, even in this room and even on live stream, there's, there's people that are watching on live stream in their living room and Holy Spirit, that you would invade that space. God, you would give people clarity, courage, wisdom. God, when to say sorry, when to pick up the phone, whether to write that card, whether to, to extend the olive branch again. And God, I thank you that families are gonna be restored in this house. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. We'll turn to a neighbor, say hello. So happy you're here. You guys can go ahead and take your seat. Worship team, brilliant job. Pastor Deshaun, Augusta, Rocky, you guys are remarkable. Great job. I just want to say um, to the Valdezes, I know your beautiful bride's not here, but I, I turned to Pastor Becky and I said, every ounce of performance is out of the worship team. And I know you know what that means. And for those of you that don't, um, you know, this is a worship team. It's not a band. And so it, the difference is, is that they're not here to be like, I sound cool and look how awesome I am. They're actually here to bring glory and honor to Jesus. Um, and that's why when you come into this place, you really experience the presence of God. And it's really a reflection of your leadership and, and your heart for people, your shepherd's heart, your leadership. And just even as we expand, um, you have the ability to see, see gold in people. And you are going to develop this team like the central region has never been developed before. And um, songs and, you know, it's just... It's because you have a heart of a shepherd, and people need family, and they need moms and dads, and you are that. And so, well done, Valdezes. All right. Well, um, like Pastor Charles and Tessa said, um, my name's Marissa. I am 29, almost 30, and 
I've been here since I was 16. I know I'm not still 16, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but I want to show you a photo. He kind of told you all. But this is a photo of me and my husband with our third family member. I know. Yep. So there we are. It's a boy. If you have any name recommendations, feel free to tell Sterling after. Yep. It's quite the argument, actually. Um, but I want to tell a story. So is there any athletes in the room? You can put that photo down. Thank you. Um, as much as we look great. Um, any athletes or retired like myself, you know, wannabe, maybe played in college, played in high school, played t-ball at one point, you know, bumblebee soccer, you were four, you were the goalie. Any level, you're an athlete. Well, I played volleyball growing up, and if any of you were competitive, it was my life. I loved playing, and at the peak of my career, um, uh, what is called a defense, uh, I was a libero, so a libero is a defensive player, and I'm basically the only one under six foot. Um, for those of you that don't know. So the same in football where you have defensive coaches, there's defensive coaches in volleyball. And at the peak of my career, this coach came up to me, and I didn't really know him, but I knew he was like the guy. Like if you wanted to be a great defensive specialist, like you listened to him. And he comes up to me, and, he, and of course no one called me by my first name, and before I was married, my last name was Smith. So he goes, Smith, your form's horrible. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, have you seen the stats? Like, have you seen, like, mind you, I am weight training in the morning, going to school, going to practice, traveling on the weekends, going to Junior Olympics, going to qualifiers, traveling all over the U.S. So I'm not just, like, you know, playing in P.E. at recess. Like, I'm like, what do you mean? And he's, he basically says, hey, like, you're getting the job done, but the way you're going about it, he goes, there's actually a more excellent way. And he says, if you are willing to actually unravel a little bit of how you technically pass this ball. He goes, you'll be not only more effective, but you will operate at peak capacity. And so the title of my message is um, A More Excellent Way. And, you know, this year is 2020 free. According to Pastor Jurgen and Leanne, it's the, the, really the prophetic word that they have for this year of operating in freedom. And, you know, when I came to this church, like Pastor Charles said, at 16, I had been a Christian. I'd really honored God with my life. I, you know, really tried to be a great person, but I didn't really understand that freedom was an aspect of my salvation. I thought, oh, I am saved, so I'm going to heaven, and I'm a great person, and I haven't killed anybody, and woohoo! And um, I always thought freedom was like World War II and, you know, the American flag. Like, when people would say freedom, that's what I would be like, yeah, cool. Like, take off your hats, everybody. Like, let's do this thing. And, um, but I realized that freedom was an aspect of my relationship with Jesus Christ that I could experience. And so I have this playroom here um, because I'm going to use this as an analogy because what I found is as I came to Awaken, I was exposed to a different way of living, a different way of thinking, a different belief system that I didn't necessarily grow up with. And so if this Lego system, and Matt Phelan is here, I think, and he's inspired, yes, beautiful, the Phelans, Christina and Matt, we have built many Legos, meaning one, um, which if you're in PFA, you know what I'm talking about. 
Um, but if this structure represents you and your life, sometimes what happens is you look at the structure and you go, okay, I know what I'm trying to do, but this isn't really what I'm wanting it to look like. Right? Anybody? Like, I know where I'm trying to go. Like, I have the year goal. I have the house and the white picket fence. I want to be married. Like, I want to have these things. But this isn't really looking like what I thought, right? And um, anybody, if you've ever been on your phone and you've been mapping where to go and you're like, I need to go to Albertsons, right? But have you ever used your phone and then all of a sudden it's like, can't locate you. And you're like, well, that does nothing for me because I don't know where I am to get to where I'm trying to go. And the first part of understanding that there's a more excellent way is acknowledging actually where you are because it's, everyone knows where they want to go. It's another thing to know where you're at. Like maybe the foundation of my life is not built the way I intended it. So as a result, I'm building my life, and it's not ending up where I'm wanting to go. Are you with me? And so the beauty of these is they represent different things. And, um, you know, this could be my parents, my, not my parents, your parents, because my parents aren't separated. Your, your parents separated when you were a little kid. This could be you didn't make the basketball team. This could be... I've been divorced. It could be anything, right? Good, bad. It could be I graduated from the best college in the US. It could be great things, right? And so it's not that you necessarily change the pieces, but you change how they establish and affect who you are. And so um, there's a saying that says, um, you can't teach a dog, an old dog new tricks, right? You've heard that, that quote. Well, I actually think that's dangerous because I think anytime we get to the place where we are like, oh, well, this is just how I do things. Well, that's great, but there might be a more excellent way. And so what I want us to ask ourselves tonight is what habits or mindsets or belief systems or even traumas or things or cycles are in my life that are no longer serving me? And there's a scripture um, that says, search me, O God, and, and it's in Psalms 139. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there's any grievous way in me and lead me to the way everlasting. And, and I love this scripture because what it communicates is a, a posture of going, Holy Spirit, show me the areas of my life of which are old and aren't serving me. And, and maybe I need to build it a little bit different so that I can get to where I want to go. And... Um, there's a quote, and Daniel Wilgenbush shared this with me last night, and it's, it's by Adolf Hitler, and it says, if you tell a man a lie long enough, people will begin to believe it. And so what lies have you been telling in your head that is now your truth? And maybe it's that, you know, all men are bad, or maybe it's that you will always be poor, or maybe it's that you're not good enough. Or maybe it's that you always fail because everyone in your family has failed before you. I don't know. But what I do know is that people will bully themselves in their mind. And even though maybe they're not saying it, that's what the world that they live in. And so once you locate where you are, it's easy to go, okay, maybe this isn't serving me 
the best way I know possible, right? Are you with me? So I just want to tell a little bit of my story because when I came to Awaken, I had a really great childhood. I really want to honor my parents because they're remarkable. And if you meet them, my dad will try to adopt you and my mom will like cook you things and hold your baby and the best. And, um, you know, I, I really grew up really well loved by my parents. Um, something that I would say about my parents is with me and my sister, they didn't love us what was convenient for them. They loved us the way we needed as individuals. And we grew up really confident, really at peace and um, you know, it, it was that way until 9-11 happened, believe it or not. Something that my parents actually had no control over. Um, but my mom was a flight attendant. And, um, you know, this was the doorway of what, which, what I f- found out later was a spirit of fear came into my life. And I remember being on the living room floor and my dad is combing my hair into a ponytail and I'm in third grade and I'm sitting there and I'm watching the planes crash, you know, on the news You know, and I remember this day was a huge day for America. Like most of you, you remember this day. You know where you were. You know who it affected. Um, You know, for my mom, she she lost some friends that day, um, being a flight attendant for that many years. And what it started as night terrors and inability to do sleepovers and, like, we're going around the block on scooters and bikes and everyone's full sending it and I'm, like, scooting down you know, which I'm like literally going, I'm going to, like, I was so fear, like I couldn't even climb trees. Like I remember everyone would be like climbing trees and I'd be like, I'm good. You look great. But I didn't realize like that was a spirit of fear. I didn't realize it, but looking back, that's what it was. And so there's something that we say is, oh, it's okay. They'll grow out of it. Right? Well, I did in a way, but what it did is it manifested different in my adult life. And so what I found myself really unable to full send in business, it was, I had this fear of failure. I um, really um, found it difficult for me to try new things as an adult. And so I found myself that the fear didn't go away. It had just turned into something new. And so, and I'm going to tell you a few recent stories so that you can relate. <laughs> Um, when Sterling and I first got married, we've been four, married four years this March. Um, I know. Congrats. Um, but I remember being married going, oh my gosh, this is the dream guy. And I remember legitimately having a fear that something irrational would happen to him. And for those of you that have struggled with fear, you're like, I've been there. But I remember just literally being like, something like he's like, what if he died? Like, and I would just go down this rabbit trail. You know, it's like anybody dating a boy and then he doesn't text you back. And then all of a sudden, five minutes later, he's cheating on you. Like you go down that route, you know, come on girls. I know you're out there, (laughs) but I, and then a more recent thing is Sterling was just away on a work trip and he was gone for nine days, nine people like that's forever. And so nine days and, um, I remember I was like living my best life and all of a sudden on the last night, when I say living my best life, I mean like, (laughs) I mean like girls night and like I got my nails done and like, you know, girls when the boys are away, you're like, all these things I have to do, you know, like you spend your time in Sprouts. You're not just like checking on, like you're like, hmm, what else do I need? Like, (laughs) um, 
And so I was totally fine until the very last night. It was, it was to the point where I got so afraid that somebody was going to come in. And this is last week, you guys. So when you're like, oh, she's arrived, like this is a fresh off the press thing, okay? <laughs> so I was so afraid that I remember like I could feel the spirit of fear like resting on me. And I, I moved, I literally moved our shotgun <laughs> into, I relocated it so I knew where it was, which, which is like, you know, like wisdom. And I'm like, I'm, I'm on the wise side. I'm not on the irrational side. And then of course, then I call my dad cause he lives in, here in Oceanside. And I said, you know, Hey, um, and I could tell like, he was like, what's up? Like any dads in the room and your daughter calls you and you're like, what's up? Like, you know, and I was like, Hey, I think I want to like come sleep there. And yeah, and he's like, he literally goes, are you sure? <laughs> like, you don't sound sure. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, let me call Sterling really quick and, and I'll call you back. I'll loop you in on my final, final, final answer, you know? And so I call Sterling and of course I'm expecting the pastoral, like, it's going to be okay, babe. And um, you're, you're so amazing, like holding the house down for nine days and you've done all this, we're like remodeling our house. So he's, you know, I'm just expecting, he's like, what's up? And I'm like, hey, um, so I'm kind of scared to be here. Like, uh. and even saying it out loud, you're like, I'm an idiot. But I'm like, this is real, right? And I can feel this spirit. And he goes, babe, you are fine. Stop. And he goes, do you need me to um, like pray over you? And I was like, um, sure, pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just pastoring, you know, but, and, and honestly, he, and he prayed and it was a great prayer and with authority and he rebuked to the spirit and all this stuff. And after I was kind of like, I was like, you could have been a little sweeter. <laughs> like that was my thought. But the next morning I was like, you know what? No, I'm glad that he didn't let me pander with that spirit. He didn't let me sympathize. He didn't let me like medicate myself or woe is me. Um, and, and believe it or not, I, I made it out, no shotgun involved. So um, I know. <laughs> but I tell you that story because I feel like fear is a really real thing for people. And, and fear can be irrational. And even saying it out loud to Sterling, I was like, <laughs> I'm afraid to be home alone. <laughs> and he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Um, but you see, this is something that I have constantly have to overcome in my life. I couldn't control whether 9 or 11 happens, but I can control how it fits into my life. And so I have to, one, acknowledge that, hey, this is a spirit and this is where it started. This is the doorway. This is the root. This is where it began in my life. And then acknowledge when this spirit tries to go out of place and rule my life. Because I don't build my life of fear as a foundation. It's part of my story. It's what I've overcome, right? Um, but anytime I feel that spirit come up in my life, I have to go, no, no, hold on. This isn't a foundational piece of my life. This is part of my story, and I'm human, and I don't need to beat myself up. However, I'm not going to bow the knee to the spirit and let it rule my life and become irrational. Because what I found is, for me, it's not new levels, new devils. It's new levels, same devils. And I have to learn how to 
re-slay that zombie of fear again and again and again. And sometimes it might be moving the shotgun where you know where it is. And sometimes it might be calling a friend and being like, hey, I need you to pray with me. Or sometimes it might be, hey, I need to respond to this ministry team at the end because I can't kick this self on my own. And I can't live like this because I know that it's easy to go back into fear. I love it. It's easy to pacify. It's easy to sit there. It's easy to be like, oh, my gosh, I was home alone for nine days. But I don't want to live. Fear is not my master. God is my master. And he says that peace is my portion. And I don't live based off fear. I live by faith. Am I relating to anybody? Hopefully. And so that was a big thing that I had to overcome is, is fear. And I'm still overcoming. And so I just want to encourage you that you can be in the business of overcoming. You don't really arrive and then become the CEO of your life. You, you continue to overcome. And so the other thing that I really had to overcome was um, lack. Um, money was talked about in my home, but it was earn, tithe, save, spend, nothing more, nothing less. We never really talked about money. We didn't talk about what it could do for us. We definitely didn't talk about taking territory or investing or retirement. Like none of that, like taxes, like no. And so I, as I became an adult, I, I realized I actually really don't know. Like I just like hired tax turbo once a year. And here we are. And so I, I always understood like, okay, tithes, just like John beautifully talked about his story, but I didn't know how to get from where I was to where I wanted to go. I didn't understand that like the lack of foundational financial wisdom was hindering me from where I wanted to go in my life. And so this is something that I often tell parents because Sterling and I are in high school ministry and I say there's three things, these three things, money, sex, and alcohol, three things that if not talked about often in your home while you're growing up, you often grow up having issues with them. And I don't mean issues like problems, I mean like the way you think about them, like they're, they're either really toxic or they're not necessarily like what is God's plan for marriage like what is God's plan for sex like what like does God want you to prosper yes like God absolutely wants you to prosper and so for me I I had basically validated that I was okay being basically poor because I was a good person and it's this weird like missionary mentality that I think like sometimes um, people can grow up with being a Christian that they validate why it's okay not to win. And the Bible says, no, we're running a race and run to win. And, and God says to be a blessing and not just for you, but for other people. And so I, I realized that I really just had a, a poverty mentality around finances, around my future. Um, it would be so much so that like, even when I first would work and like somebody would be like oh I need to go somewhere else it would be like this weird control thing like oh my gosh like this employee is leaving so no one else is going to come that's a lack mentality and and so I realized that this it was a mindset that wasn't the most excellent way and I didn't want to live from a place of lack I didn't want to live from a place of worry and there's a few quotes I want to read um, and this is by the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad but it says the poor and middle class work for money the rich have money work for them. And then another quote by him, it says, my poor dad often said, I'd rather be happy than rich. My rich dad said, I'd rather be both. And so that was me. I like said, well, I'm happy. And so I validated and, and, I, and I agree, like money doesn't bring happiness, 
However, you can do a lot more things that you enjoy with money. <laughs> um, and so that was another thing for me that was, that was really big. And because I had fear and, you know, this lack mentality, I lived a really small life. And I was really, you know, maybe gifted and bright and people were like, oh, you got such a great future. And I knew where I wanted to go, but I realized I had to come and, and move some things around in my life internally, in my heart and, not, and in my mind of how I thought if I really wanted to get there. Because the prophetic word over my life was, oh, you're going to be this, this, X, Y, Z, well, great, it doesn't just happen because God said it. I actually had to apply myself. And so um, there's, a, there's another quote that I didn't read, but this was my life, you guys. And it says, many people will not head down the street until the lights are green. Or yeah, many, many people will not head down the street until all the lights are green. That is why they don't go anywhere. That, is, that was my life. I would, I would have a reason of why I couldn't do something whether it was fear or lack, um, or I wasn't good enough. But regardless, I was like, oh, there's no green lights, no open door. No, no, go for it. But I had, it, it was from the inside out, and that's what Jesus does. He transforms you from the inside out. He doesn't say, hey, wear better clothes or take off that tattoo you got or, you know, do all the thing. He says, yeah, yeah, but what's on the inside? Like, I care about how do you think? Because the more excellent way isn't going, oh, do better. It's going, how does God think about me? How does God, what does God say about my future? What does God say about my family? What does God say about marriage? What does God say about restoration? And then going backwards and retraining your mind to think like him, not like with the lies that we've been telling ourselves every day. And the last thing that was really big for me was rejection. I, you know, like the average middle school girl, had a boy that didn't like me. Boo. <laughs> well, you're pumped. I didn't end up with him, so, yep. Um, but I also had, like, some really gnarly, dramatic, like, could have been a TV show. <laughs> um, like, drama with really close friends of mine. And... Um, so I didn't realize it at the time, but as I grew up, I was 22 years old, you know, a pastor at this church, and finally I had a leader come into my life and say, hey, you know, Marissa, people really love you. They just really don't know you, and I want to talk about that. And I was like, what do you mean? And as she began to break it down, she goes, I actually think there's some things from your past that are really big and valid that you actually haven't walked through fully getting healing and freedom from, because, right, saved and free, that is actually keeping you locked up. And as I continued to let her talk, immediately these two situations that I referenced came into my mind. And so here I am at 22 thinking about my 12-year-old self getting rejected by a friend and going, oh my gosh, this is something that I think about every week. But I don't really know it because it's normal to me. Like it's, it's my reality. It's, it's like part of my life. And so same thing, I don't, I don't get rid of the story I don't just like throw it out, but I go, oh, I might need to get some healing so that I don't operate that way and then water down my personality and then allow it to disempower me to have great female friendships now. Because what was happening is I would be in a room like this and feel super alone. And it wasn't alone because I physically was, it's because emotionally I couldn't connect to people because I was so afraid of being rejected. And so I was living, so it was to the point where if people made fun of me or made a joke, I would just get, like, I was like so locked up. Like I was like always serious um, and I, I couldn't let people in. I couldn't have fun. And that was my story. 
And, um, you know, as I, I got freedom, whether it was people praying for me, coming down to the front, it was also leaders in my life that I'd really let into my life um, because I joined, you know, a connect group. And I'd really said, hey, you know what? This is hard, but you can actually have access to my house. And I actually want to talk about it because I don't think this is the most excellent way. And you see, what, what's so beautiful about Jesus is that he doesn't just like smash the whole thing and say, it sucks. He, 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 he understands that like the big things of our life have actually formed who we are. And, and I know there's people in here that have had really traumatic things happen to them. And, and what God's not doing is just, well, that was fun. Glad that's over. No, he's, he's like, oh my gosh, that was, that was so traumatic. Let's, let me, let me help you. Let me, let me help you because this is your story. And if you can get freedom and overcome, then you're actually going to have a testimony that's, that's going to not only set you free, but it's going to set other people free. And you're going to walk in freedom and live the life God intended for you in the most excellent way possible. And then you're going to end up where you want to go because you've actually deconstructed a little bit and allowed yourself to rebuild in a way that's healthy with a perspective. Do you understand? Am I making sense? So the first thing we have to do is we have to locate where we are. So what is that thing for you? Maybe it's, you know, an experience. And, and I find that it's more simple, but you have to actually ask the Holy Spirit what it is and reflect. You actually have to go, what is this? Is this a mentality? Um, is this a cycle? Because, like, why do I attract this type of guy? Um, and I think it's, it's really beautiful to realize how things are built wrong, so then you can build them right. Um, and so I want everyone to stand because I want to pray for people. And I know I've shared my story, um, and I hope that my story spoke to you. And, you know, shotguns and things make you laugh because what the enemy will do is say, you're the only one. You, like, you're the, you've been married how many times? Like, you're the only one. Like, you, you, you watch that every day? You're addicted to porn? You're the only one. And the enemy will lie to you and then make it really hard for you to get to the place where you're able to go, oh, wait, wait, no, this is what I want freedom from. I actually don't want to live this way. I don't want to live this way. And, and this is what the Bible says. In Galatians 5.1, it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened against the yoke of slavery. And so what the scripture is saying is once you get set free, it says, stay free. Stand firm and don't let yourselves be burdened. So when you acknowledge and you get ministry and you build these great relationships, believe it or not, like I remember as I walked through that fear of rejection and fear of being misunderstood, I remember fast forward getting healing breakthrough and then having opportunities where rejection would come. And I had to decide, okay, am I gonna go back to what I know and how I've, because this mechanism of keeping people here has protected me, it served me, but it wasn't the most excellent way. And so I had to decide, am I gonna go back to this or am I gonna do a new thing and those type of decisions are what keep you free from that mentality, old ways of thinking. 
and and it's practical things, but it's also accountability, it's community, it's it's being hungry and a heart heart to say, God, help me. And there's some some practical things. So if you struggle struggle with fear, stop watching horror movies. Right? If you struggle with comparison, limit how long you're on Instagram. If you're heartbroken, stop watching The Bachelor. <laughs> and you laugh, but I remember I dated a guy for four years. Don't boo. I know, I know. Um, I dated a guy for four years, and I really was like, I'm too, way too invested in this to say no. Like, the, the thought of, of breaking up was worse than settling. Um, so I was actually in it to win it, and I was like, I'm going to marry this guy. And then he broke up with me. <laughs> Thank God. Um, but that's when, like, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette was huge, and everyone watched it. And I remember the Holy Spirit was like, Marissa, what are you doing? Like, you are in the most vulnerable state. You cannot be watching this. And so I don't know what that is for you, all the dudes. I, I mean, maybe you watch The Bachelor. But, like, The Bachelor is not real life. It's a really hilarious TV show, but that's not how relationships are meant to be. Relationships aren't meant to be like, hmm, who do I like the most? That's, that's not relationships. That's not what builds a foundation of trust and honor and reverence and pursuit. You're discouraged? Turn off the news. Open the Bible. And I'm not saying you just live under a rock and don't ever watch the news, but maybe watch the news third, not first. Maybe don't watch it for three hours. Just get the, like, YouTube version, you know? Is this helping anybody? Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You see, as your relationship with God grows, you understand when it's the Holy Spirit talking and when it's not. So as my relationship with God has evolved, as I've grown as a believer, I have learned when is good, when is bad. Like, have you ever gone into a room and you're like, mm, I just don't feel good about this. And I don't mean like new age. I mean, you just don't, it doesn't settle in your spirit. It's it just like you don't have peace or have you ever met somebody and, and you're like, mm, maybe I shouldn't do business with them. And, and it's not that you get skeptical or, you know, you still take that and go, Holy Spirit, why do I feel that way? But I think as you grow, you will have moments where you understand how to do life because of the leading of the Holy Spirit. You see here at Awaken Church, what we don't want is you just to come and we feed you little baby spoons of baby food and say, see you next week. No, we actually want you to have your own beautiful relationship with God where you are living a more excellent way. And so I want to ask you um, tonight, if, if you're saying, you know what, there is a mindset or a cycle or a belief system that is maybe not serving me to get me where I want to go. Um, or maybe specifically, I, I know it kind of touched on trauma um, and, and trauma is a big thing because people have stories. And, um, you know, I was in our PFA class a few weeks ago and just listening to people's stories, and I was so taken aback by how much people have gone through. 
And, you know, I was really grieved and inspired all at the same time. But if you're any of those things, and, you know, whether it's a simple mindset, fear, um, or it's a bigger thing, I actually want to pray for healing for you because I know that those things were really big and, 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 and they're a huge part of your life, but they also don't have to rule who you are. And I can't explain the amount of freedom that I've experienced in this house following God. I'm so grateful that I'm not the same person I was yesterday. I'm not the same person I was last year. And there's a quote and it says, the greatest, the greatness of one of, of the man's power is measured by his surrender. And so I said this a few weeks ago, but you don't have to beg for freedom. However, you do have to apply yourself. And I know for me, for so long, I was able just to go, oh yeah, it's fine. I'll just rub it under the rug. Like, I'll just be afraid, do all the things. And maybe there's something that you've shoved under the rug for a long time and it's time to go, okay, let's flip over the rug. Let's talk about the awkward mound in the living room. And so if that's you and, and you are saying, you know what, Marissa, I have old things that I need to let go of, or I have some really maybe trauma or traumatic things or heartbreak that you need healing from, I just want you to lift your hands. And the Holy Spirit's in this place, and I know there's people all over this place, and I, and I think if people were to really ask, and I know even this week, people are going to be like, oh, this thing. God, I thank you for every person. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're ministering in this place to every person. If there's somebody with their hands lifted, just lightly place your hands on their shoulder. You don't have to grab them or put your hand on their forehead. And just begin to pray for them. Pray that the Holy Spirit would minister to them. God, I thank you for each person. God, you know their story. You know their deepest thoughts, their biggest fears. God, you know what they've walked through. God, you, you know how many hairs are on their head. You know their story. And God, I thank you that you're coming into their story and you're bringing healing and breakthrough and freedom. And God, you're, you're not belittling it or running it over or just ignoring it, but God, that you are setting people free so that they can live a more excellent way. John 10, 10 says that I come to bring life and life more abundantly. And so God, I thank you even right now that there's some mindsets maybe even around fear or sickness in family. There's even been sickness in family that maybe people have even celebrated when they need to say, no, no, I'm an overcomer. And God, I thank you that you are breaking those things right now. God, we reverse the lie. And God, we look to you and, and we say that you are the overcomer that we are more than enough with you, that you are our conqueror. God, I thank you that, that fear is not our portion, that faith is what we live by. And God, I thank you that for anybody that is struggling with lack or a poverty mentality like how I have and continue to overcome in the past, God, I thank you that, that we are breaking that mentality right now in Jesus' name. God, I break the lie that Christians are meant to be poor. I break the lie that... that that, that, it's, that it's fine and it's okay. And, but God, I thank you that you are giving them courage and, and, and um, 
You are giving them permission to prosper. Right now, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Um, we're going to invite up the ministry team, um, and, and the band's going to sing this song, the last one. And, um, and if you're listening to my story or the Holy Spirit is revealing a mindset that is not good, don't leave without getting prayed for. Um, because my life is a testament of humbly coming to the altar saying, God, renew me again. And I don't want to be the person that becomes the old dog that can't learn new tricks. I want to pray for one more thing. And I want to pray for women and men that are single, that are um, believing to be married. Um, and this has really been, uh, and I remember people have done this in the past and I would hate it. Um, and so I don't like doing it unless I, I really feel. Um, but if that's you, I just want you to turn your palms towards heaven. Um, and I want to encourage you because it's the most annoying thing to hear most annoying thing and they would always say oh it's worth the wait <laughs> but it, but it really was and um, I would wait all over again to be married to Sterling if I had to knowing what I have today and so if you are married and you have somebody around you that's lifting their hands believing for a spouse um, just put your hands on them um, because God's intention is family, the nuclear family, like a mom and dad and, and kids and generations. And, and I'm praying for this because I know that there's a lot of self-talk, of self-doubt that goes around this topic of I'm not good enough and oh, if I looked or oh, what if I never, or did I miss, did I miss it? Did I miss the window? Did I miss the opportunity? Like if I hadn't have done this and then there's guilt and shame and, and, and all that's yucky. And, and so God, I just thank you that you have the perfect person in the perfect time for them. Not the perfect person, but the perfect person for them. And God, I thank you that marriage isn't meant to be perfect. It's meant to be beautiful, a balance. But God, I just thank you that we are coming against disappointment and loneliness right now. I break it in the name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you that you would just you would give them a level of peace, give them a picture of their future. God, as we pray, a picture of their future of what's to come. God, I thank you that they are all at a place where they are humbly saying, God, help me, help me look at my life. What's the most excellent way that, that they're being prepared for God, what you have for them. And God, I thank you for men to rise, um, men that maybe have felt like their masculinity has been stolen by society. And God, I thank you that you would empower them. God, I come against any level of confusion right now in Jesus' name. And I break any spirit of addiction right now in Jesus' name. I break it right now. And I thank you that people would be free. They would experience freedom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.